The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint, your carpet, maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one. Get two. Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com. Promo code JESSE. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Shogun, the Oracle, Sombrero Jesse. What, Chris? <laughs> it's going to be such a fun show today. You know what's great about right now? Is there are obviously very important things happening because there are always very important things happening in the world. 
There's never a moment where there's nothing important going on. And we'll address that. We'll address why Bill Gates is a megalomaniac. We're going to talk about woke insanity. We'll trash the UN in a bit today. You know, as we do. We have a really cool, depraved history story today, although you know I'll make it kid-appropriate. I can't do anything about the subject of the story, though. I'll, I'll make it appropriate for you. But what I love about days like today, there isn't a huge news story I have to pretend to care about. Now, you, as you well know, I don't pretend to care about anything I don't really care about, but sometimes a story is so big that I don't really care about it, but I have to talk about it like it's really, really important. Like the uh, you know, perfect, perfect example is the Capitol riot thing where you know, 300 idiots walked into the Capitol building. I just didn't, I mean, it was, it was a big thing, but it wasn't. Okay, it wasn't the end of the world. We have an economy disaster and COVID and everything. I just didn't care about it that much, so I had to address it for 10 minutes that day. But days like today allow me to do whatever I want to do, which is kind of (laughs) sweet. But first, let us rewind just a little bit, about 2,000 years. We're going to ancient Rome. We're going to talk about a man. Every single person listening to my voice has heard his name, knows at least a small portion of his story, but it is the fascinating story of political intrigue and scandal and murder and perversion and everything else. So we're going to address it today. A guy you may have heard of by the name of Nero. Born 37 years A.D. Dad, dead early. And you have to understand that Nero was part of the Julian-Claudian dynasty. And what that means is this. There was a list of family members, all from the same family, who were emperors of Rome. But that brings a lot more problems than you think. You see, when you're trying to determine which cousin, which son, which adopted son, which stepbrother, which uncle gets to take power, it gets quite difficult keeping the family together. It gets even more difficult when the family members start murdering each other which was routine in Rome, especially when you're dealing with that level of power. And I want you to understand this. When you're dealing with this level of power, and if you look at a map of Rome, ancient Rome at this time, I'm not going to bore you with pulling it up, although you're welcome to. I just need you to picture this. You know the Mediterranean? You can at least picture the Mediterranean. Maybe you can pull up a map of the Mediterranean. You got your Spain on on the left-hand side of that picture you're looking at. Northern Africa on the bottom, Greece over there to the east, so on and so forth. If you were to draw just a huge circle around the Mediterranean and all the lands bordering the Mediterranean, and remember, all the money is on the water, always has been, always will. It was all Rome. This was Rome's height. So when you're dealing with becoming the most powerful man in the world, people are going to die. 
That is the history of mankind, and don't think it's any different today. People die in those situations. It's also why I do not do business with family or friends. You know that old saying, I certainly didn't come up with the concept. I do not, under any circumstances, do any business of any kind with a friend of mine or a family member. None. Not with my sister. Not with my best friend. Not with my parents. Nobody. Period. As far as you know, a new investment opportunity, a new, a new, hey, I've got an idea for this. Good. Go. Period. Nobody I work with, no family, no friends. Never, ever, 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 ever. I've seen the fallout of that so badly, so many times. I never have to worry about it. But anyway, setting that aside. Nero's mother was a lady by the name of Agrippina. And pay attention because she's going to play a part in our story today. I'm going to throw probably more names at you than I usually do today. I know the details bog down a story, so I don't brutalize you with names. But these are big names, and it's a big story. Agrippina was Caligula's sister. Yes, the whole marrying your horse Caligula, that that exact same guy. And Caligula had a big problem with his sister. She has this young son, Nero. Caligula has her exiled, and this is obviously a treacherous time. You remember how Caligula met his end, stabbed several times in an underground tunnel. He's dead. When Caligula dies, a man named Claudius steps in. He brings Agrippina back. Nero is very young at this time, and he is brought into the royal fold, if you will. And this is something... I have wealthy friends and I have poor friends, as you well know. But my it's really funny, the difference. My poor friends, in general, they just worry about having enough to provide the things that the kids need, basically. And I'm not talking about three meals a day. They're not that poor. But, man, am I going to be able to afford to get him a new pair of shoes next year? He's growing out of these shoes. The gas prices. You know, you and I will complain about gas prices. Poor people look at those gas prices tick up and start to wonder if they're going to be able to afford to go to work. It's just different different concerns. But my rich friends have concerns too. Their concerns are generally this. How can I love my kids, provide for my kids, but make sure my children are not raised in some wealthy, golden-cloaked bubble to where they have no concept of the real world at all. Nero was spoiled, would be putting it mildly. He's brought into the royal fold at a time of peak Roman power, peak Roman wealth. He has nothing, I mean, at a young age, nothing but tutors and people who dote on him. He has anything and everything he wants. Just to fast forward a little bit, by the age of 13, Nero is giving a speech to the Roman Senate. This is just a dude drowning in wealth and power and privilege. And there's something else. And this is going to get uncomfortable and it's going to offend people. I don't care. Nero had an artist's brain. Nero loved music. 
He loved singing. He loved dancing. He loved playing instruments. Nero was an, a, a drawing artist as well. Nero had an artistic mind. And by the way, should be noted, worked hard at his craft throughout his life and was quite good at it, supposedly. But here's the thing about ancient Rome. We like to point to all their failures, and believe me, we're going to point to some today, some really dark moments in Rome. But Rome did have one thing figured out, and you can say it's harsh. I say it's pretty daggone smart. You know what that one thing was? I'll tell you in a second. You know I don't eat the best, right? To, to put it mildly, I don't eat the best. I try to work out, but I'm not some workout freak. But here's the deal. I have to take care of my heart. And that's not just some general statement from me. We all have to take care of our hearts. But I have heart problems in my family. I have blood pressure problems in my family. I have seen firsthand what those will do to you. I have to take care of my heart. The easiest thing you and I can possibly do to take care of our hearts is get Super Beats heart chews. It really is like having dessert. I eat two Super Beats heart chews every day. I, I eat mine after dinner so I can have my little dessert after dinner. Go to GetSuperBeats.com slash Jesse. That's GetSuperBeats.com slash Jesse. Buy two bags, get the third for free. Jesse Kelly. Remember, you can find me on social media at Jesse Kelly DC on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'm on locals. I'm thinking about, I picked up my glasses yesterday. I'm so humiliated, Chris, that I have to have glasses. Not for reading or anything like that. Just like when I'm driving, I pick up, you know what? I'll get to that story in a little while. Just remind me. I'll tell the story of the glasses. I'm, ash I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. <laughs> Shut up. You should be. All right. Back to my story. There is something about Rome, and this is going to be offensive to you, and it's going to sound harsh. Rome had classes, as many societies do. Not saying that's a good thing, but they did have classes, very much so. In the bottom class, there were pimps, ladies of the night, if you will, and actors and musicians. The actors and musicians were considered on the exact same level as the ladies of the night. If you were an upper class person, and this is going to come into play in our story. If you were an upper class person and you were seen talking to an actor or an actress, it was a public scandal. A public scandal. And don't worry, we're going to get to this Bill Gates stuff now. He, he, has, he has math is racist ideas now. We're going to get to that in a few. But understand, an artistic brain is a beautiful thing. 
It's a wonderful thing. It's what God gave you. God love you for it. However, oftentimes these people do not, their mind doesn't work the same way other people do, and their mind is not made to have a lot of power, to have a lot of wealth. How many rock star stories have you read or heard about in your life of just the insane things those people do? It's not because they're demons. That mind is not made for that. You know what? I want you to picture this as we go into the story of Nero, because this is going to apply to him. As we're telling our tale today, I want you to picture the most insane rocker you know about. Whoever pops into your mind. The guy, you know, uh, drugs, craziness, all the, all the other stuff. I want you to picture handing that guy the power to do anything he wants. The most powerful man in the world. Oh, the lead singer of Motley, Motley Crue. Here, you now have complete control of the United States of America. You don't even have a Congress to deal with. What do you think he would do? How do you think that would go? Well, you're about to find out. Nero, as he's being raised, he's coming into this, but he's very young. He loved music and art, as I said. And here's the inter-family dynamic. Claudius, the current emperor, has two kids, son and daughter. Agrippina very much wants Nero to be the emperor and not one of Claudius's kids. Obviously not Claudius's son. Agrippina <clears throat> works her way into Claudius's good graces. The old-fashioned way. The Kamala Harris way, if you will. What, Chris? We can make jokes, but she works her way into there and Claudius adopts Nero. Adoption in Rome was a huge deal. I mean, it was, it is a huge deal. It's still a great thing, but adoption in Rome was a big deal. You are very much brought into the fold. Claudius adopts Nero. Nero then marries his stepsister. Remember I told you Claudius had a daughter? Nero marries the daughter of the family he just got adopted into. It's it's it was it was Rome. It's difficult to tell ancient Roman stories family friendly. That's what happened. Okay, I can't do anything about it. He married it. Then, well, we have a problem. You see, remember Claudius had a natural born son. His name was Britannicus. Don't worry about remembering that. But he had a natural born son. And Britannicus was only a little bit younger than Nero, and he's starting to come of age. And he's looking to be, wow, he's, he's, he's kind of more capable than Nero is. Nero's really into music and stuff. Br Britannicus looks like he might be more capable than Nero is. But he's not quite of age yet. I guess we'll just feel it out, except they didn't have time to feel it out. Claudius ate a plate of mushrooms at a banquet, and died. We all know what happened there. Claudius got poisoned. Almost undoubtedly, the general thinking is he got poisoned by Agrippina, who wanted her son to be emperor and not Britannicus. And there's nothing unique about this story when it comes to ancient Rome at this period. This was the norm. Only now, here's the situation on the ground. Nero does take over as emperor, at a time of peak Roman power, the most powerful man in the world. He can do anything he wants to anybody he wants. Senators, slaves, foreigners, 
anything to anybody. And he's 16 years old. A 16-year-old musician is now given the power, after a spoiled childhood, is now given the power to do anything he wants. It sounds like I'm defending what's coming, but I understand what's coming. I don't defend it, but I get it. What were you idiots thinking? And at first, he was a good emperor by all accounts. He had tutors, one of them by the name of Seneca. Don't worry about remembering that either. But he, but Nero would listen to his tutors, and he would try to be a good emperor. However, as you're growing up as a man, there's something all dudes go through. I can't speak to women because I'm not one and don't plan on becoming one. When you're a dude, as you're coming up, you will at some point in time, teenager, early 20s, you will start to feel around a little bit and test exactly how much power you have. Now, in general, this is how this works as a guy, a very healthy moment as a dude. In general, that moment will come when you get a little too lippy with somebody you shouldn't have gotten too lippy with and you catch a right cross to the mouth and you wake up the next morning with some peas on your face, with some frozen peas on your face to get the swelling down. And you decide in that moment, Oh, maybe those manners my parents told me about were actually worth something. I should probably keep my mouth shut from now on. It's generally that kind of innocent stuff with dudes. You do something dumb. I want to see if I can jump off this thing and hurt myself. Oh, wow, there's a bone coming out of my leg. I want to see if I can climb this. I want to see if I can do something dumb in a car. By the way, please don't do something dumb in a car, fellas. Go do something dumb somewhere else. You can die in a car. But... As a dude, you do these little coming-of-age things, and you'll get checked. Your power is always checked by somebody, something. Oh, okay, I'm actually not the ruler of the world. I very much have limits on my power. But I find Nero to be fascinating because what if, as a young man, you start coming of age and there aren't limits? There's no limit anywhere. There's nothing you can't do. And you have kind of a weirdo artist's brain anyway. Where does that go? Where does it end? Nero keeps himself contained. His tutors and his mother keep himself contained for a little while. But they're not the god emperor. Nero's the... Remember, considered a god emperor. Nero's the god emperor. What if... What if I just wanted to walk over to that guy and slap him in the face? Oh, that guy's a senator. So what if I felt like slapping him in the face? What's to stop me? Oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do that, sir. Yeah, that's not what I asked, though. What's to stop me? What's going to happen to me? Oh, nothing. You can do whatever you want. Now, he first starts dipping his toe in the do-whatever-you-want thing with Relatively innocent stuff. It was a scandal, but innocent stuff. It started with just, well, artists. Hanging out with some musicians. Hanging out with some actors. However, it didn't stay there. It got dark real, real quick. We're going to talk about that in Racist Math. Hang on. Dad, 
Your prescription will be ready in just a minute. Hey, Dad, your laundry will be ready in just a minute. Dad, your lunch will be ready in just a minute. Hey, honey, why don't you take a minute? When you help care for a loved one, you give them as much time as you can, making sure they're safe and comfortable. But it's just as important that you take some time for yourself. At AARP, we can help with information and useful tips on how you can maintain a healthy life balance, care for your own physical and mental well-being, and manage the challenges of caring for a loved one. Because the better care you take of yourself, the better care you can provide for your loved one. Thanks, Dad. Thank you. You're there for them. We're here for you. Find free care guides to support you and your loved one at aarp.org caregiving. That's aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com, 877-377-4373. You can call live. You can call with your voicemails. We have a voicemail <laughs> from today. We had to do a little editing on the voicemail. Look, I'm not here to judge you for your voicemail, but understand this is not a podcast, although every show is podcasted after It's a nationally syndicated show, and we have rules on things we are allowed to say and not allowed to say on the air. So if you say things we're not allowed to say, we have to beep that out. We have to beep that out. Speaking of podcasts, the whole show, when it's done, is podcasted on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. If you're on iTunes, leave a five-star rating on iTunes. Leave a review Talking about how handsome I am. We have like 500 of them at this point. We have a bunch of new ones today. (laughs) I'm going to read them on the air because they're so good. I love you guys. All right. Nero. And don't worry. I'm going to get to. You've heard about the Uyghur Muslims a lot in China. China's genocide, concentration camps, abuse of them. I'm going to tell you something very, very, very uncomfortable about why most people don't care. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Nero. Okay, it's bad enough he's hooked on the arts, hanging out with actresses and actors and musicians. That in and of itself is a scandal, and his mother hates it, always nagging at him about it. This doesn't look good. You're supposed to be the emperor, blah, 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 blah. But Nero starts to do more than just hang out with actors and actresses. He starts to figure out Let's see if there's a way I can put this. He starts to figure out that if I'm out and about and I see your wife while she's with you, I can do as I please. Oh, he didn't stop there. If I'm out and about and I see your husband, I can do as I please. But wait, it actually gets worse. He does. I wasn't making that story up. He does start to figure out, I can hit people if I want. Sometimes he would dress up in disguise. Of course, bodyguards are around, but he would dress up in disguise. And he would just go punch people or slap people because he could. 
And you know, it, there's one of these things we don't like to act like this is true, but it absolutely is true. If you ever talk to a cop, and I know a bunch of cops, you know I love cops, they'll tell you they know, especially in bad neighborhoods, you get 14, 15 year old kid, and they'll be able to tell you, look, in a per- we can't do it, but in a perfect world, we take that kid and lock him up for the rest of his life right now. And you say something like, whoa, you can't say that. What are you talking about? Dude, he's already boosting cars. He already stole stuff. That story ends one way about 99% of the time. There are gateways in life. That's how the human conscience works. All those, all the, how, how does every mafia story I've ever told you on the show work? Do they start out murdering 25 people and burying them in the desert? No, they start out. They're just, they're just running some numbers for the local mob boss. And then eventually, well, okay, you need, you need some drugs or illegal booze across the, all right, I'll drive that for you. Sure. I'll, I'll steal something. I'll break in at night though. I won't hurt anyone. Okay, well, this one's worth a lot. Maybe I will hurt one person this time, but not too badly. Oh, you need someone killed? I mean, I guess I can. That's how it works. It's how the human con Yours works the same way. Your conscience works the same way. Now imagine if you were an emperor figuring out you can beat people. He starts sneaking out at night in disguise and murdering people and just throwing them. Personally. Do whatever. Chris just raised his hand. What? He can do whatever he wants. Whatever he wants. And if he gets some excitement out of murdering people, well, he's going to go do that. So mom has seen about enough. She wanted her son to be emperor. She worked hard to get him to be emperor. Now he's a nutball. He's ruining the family name. Family name was everything back then. Mom starts to look at the son of Claudius. Remember Britannicus, the one who was going to be emperor? And she starts to court Britannicus. Hey, man, maybe maybe you should actually take the reins. This Nero guy is a nutball. I know he's my son, but he's crazy. But when you get into a place where the system is corrupted out and rotted, and there are only a few people or one person at the top control everything, it becomes a society full of distrust because nobody can step out of line at all or the system will destroy them. And you always, because when a system is corrupted, a system does what, right? It supports its own, it protects its own, and it crushes its enemies. I talk about our own system that way now because it's totally corrupted and wrong. You see these Washington bureaucrats like Janet Yellen. He'll make a couple hundred grand a year as some government bureaucrat. Then the Democrat president leaves. Boom, right to Wall Street. Go make five, ten million. Oh, new Democrat president is it. Bring her right back in. Or they'll go be a, a college professor. Or there's life is always laid out for you. But it works the opposite way, too, if you're against the system. People don't trust because people will report on you to the system in order to gain favor with the system. Nero finds out almost immediately about all this Mother Britannicus stuff. So they have a big banquet. It's banquet time. Hey, invite Britannicus. I'd love to have Britannicus come to the banquet with me. Not exactly an invitation. Britannicus could refuse even if he wanted to. Britannicus eats a little something he shouldn't have at the banquet. In front of everybody at the banquet, Britannicus falls down, poisoned, dies in agonizing death. Nero refuses to stop the party 
refuses to acknowledge that it was poison. Everybody in the room knows it was poison. Everyone in the room knows Nero did it. But Nero is, remember, the all-powerful God King. He can do as he pleases, and he will force you, as any corrupt system will, to believe or to at least publicly acknowledge the lie that he's selling you. Nero says, oh, he died of a seizure. Anyway, get him out of here. They took Britannicus's body out and burn it without pausing the banquet for even a brief moment. Oh, sorry, he's, he's dead now. Sorry. And don't think that mom was going to get out of this scot-free. Remember mom's Agrippina? He kicks her out, makes her go live in another house because he's tired of her nagging. He actually sends people randomly to go just harass her in the street, go shout things at her, his own mother. The dude is just a nut, nut job. And finally he decides, I've had about enough of this. I've got a plan. And this plan is going to take care of this nagging mother of mine for good. Remember the gateway? Remember it just started out with music and then it moved to some beatings and then it moved to murdering random strangers. Now you're murdering your stepbrother. Well, how big of a step is it when you go from all that to murdering your mother? You're all powerful. There are no limits. There are no limits. You are the lead singer of Motley Crue, given the keys to the world. What would you do? Nero decides, oh, this loving mother, a bit devious, but this loving mother of mine has to go. So he invites her over to dinner. Has dinner. You have to imagine she was probably eating light that night. Oh, you know, I got to be honest, son, I'm starving and this looks good. I just started this new diet, though, and I'm not allowed to eat any of it. But he, at this dinner, he's very kind to her, gives her a boat because she has to take a boat on the way out of there because of of where the villa was. Only the boat had been designed and built to collapse in the water. Mom gets in the boat, shoves off the shore, heads on out into the water. And you know what happens next? I'll tell you in a second. Jesse Kelly, on air and online at jessekellyshow.com. 145 over 92. 180 over 111. 182 over 100. And I had a heart attack and a cardiac arrest and then a stroke. Your blood pressure numbers could change your life. A lot of people don't understand, including myself, I didn't, now I do. Uh, the impact of having a stroke. My memory is shot. When I woke up, I couldn't speak. Lowering your high blood pressure could save you from a heart attack or stroke. If you've stopped your treatment plan, restart it, or talk to your doctor about creating one that works better for you. Start taking the right steps at manageyourbp.org. It's a new life, but I'm going to make it better. I'm coming back. Ask your doctor. Check your blood pressure. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council.
Yeah, Jesse, love the show. This is Roger from Boston, and I have a very serious question. I'm serious. Does Dr. Levine have a I want to know. Can you find out? Thank you. <laughs> See, this is, this is what happens when we open up for voicemails and live calls. 877-377-4373. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. He is, of course, referring to the trans HHS secretary, Dr. Levine. Brother, I don't know. I have no way of finding out, nor nor do I intend to find out at all. Understand that. I, I understand that most of you are under the impression I have unlimited power, and that's not necessarily wrong per se, but no, I'm not going to find out. All right. <laughs> Gosh. <sighs> See, Chris, this, this is how the show goes off the rails. This is how the show goes off the rails every time. You know why China's genocide of the Uyghur Muslims is not a bigger deal in people's minds? It's going to be offensive. You ready? You're going to get us in trouble again, but I'm going to tell you. Tell you in a little bit. Hang on. Try to finish this here. Nero puts his mom in a boat designed to collapse, sends her out to the water. The, wa- the boat does collapse, but it turns out mom was quite a swimmer. <laughs> mom swims ashore, makes it ashore, escapes to a private villa. But now we've gone way past the point of of acting like it's going to be poison or a collapsible boat. Nero just flat out sends some assassins to her house. And here the reports conflict. Either they stabbed her to death or she stabbed herself. They do say in the story, though, she pointed to her womb and said, stab here first, basically saying this cursed womb that produced this monster. Because she knew. Well, Rome may have been depraved, and on the downhill slide by this point in time, even though they were wealthy and powerful, just morally, culturally, they were not doing well, partially because they were so wealthy and powerful. But Rome was very much aware uh, killing your mom is not that's, not, that's not good. That's not good. Agrippina was popular with the people. But the system is so completely corrupt Nobody can do anything about it, and nobody can even voice an opposition to what just happened publicly. So now with mom gone, Nero just decides to do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, to a more extreme level than he was before. You thought it was a scandal he was playing music? Oh, now he's actually doing work that slaves normally do, which was a huge thing in Rome. I'm talking about chariot races. Those were normally slaves holding the reins. Nero wanted the crowds cheering for himself. And I know you'll find this shocking, but he won every race, even the ones where he fell off. (laughs) Yes, he won every, I know. Isn't that amazing, Chris? What a performer. He would get in musical competitions and was always declared the winner, of course. He would have elephant fights. Elephants would fight lions. And I'll be honest, I kind of want to see that quit. Even though it's not humane, I would watch. He would fill up the Colosseum with water and have sea battles in the Colosseum. And the people loved it. The people loved the spectacle of it. And 
Nero's wife, remember, is his stepsister, Octavia. Only Nero, he has a woman on the side. He would like to marry the woman on the side and not Octavia. The public loves Octavia. Nero chooses to banish Octavia and then has her murdered as well. Now the public is really starting to get aware, and especially the members of high society in Rome, is getting, they're getting aware this guy is a monster and he's not going to stop, and he didn't stop. Nero chooses to marry his side piece, and she is a complete devious nutball too. Apparently she had <clears throat> worked her way around Rome herself. She did things like she kept a herd of donkeys so she could bathe in milk. Nero can't seem to produce an heir, but this, I mean, this is where we are. Which brings us to the 64 AD fire. I don't know what happened here. Here's what I do know. Nero was not in the city. He was at one of his villas just outside of the city at a time. Rome, a big part of Rome, caught on fire. When you and I picture ancient Rome, what do you picture? White marble. Everybody pictures white marble, white marble statues and columns and buildings and things like that. You need to understand. Rome was a city of a million people. And the marble didn't come till later and was only in specific places. A big city like that is built on wood, dried out tinder. A fire was a big deal. A fire gets set in Rome. They say Nero said it himself. That is the wide belief Nero said in himself and probably did. Probably not personally, but probably had it set. There was another ancient writer out there that says that was a rumor. We don't know if it's true. I think we can all assume Nero would have, but he is, he is assumed to have set the fire. And what did Nero, that depraved monster, do as the ancient Roman city was on fire? I'll tell you in a second. And Bill Gates... Racist math. Hang on. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that we can give our daughters everything they need to grow and learn. But not every child can focus on classes and play dates. Nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. face hunger. That's one in six. School lunch might be their only meal each day. And it's heartbreaking to imagine any child going to bed hungry. We're dreaming of a perfect day when kids can smile, play, and just be kids without worrying about where their next meal will come from. Feeding America is working to make that perfect day a reality. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. That food is given to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about doing things that make an ordinary day extraordinary. Learning to play an instrument, building a sandcastle, hosting tea parties. Hunger should never be an obstacle to growing up. You can help end childhood hunger in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. 
877-377-4373. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Remember, you can find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram at jessekellydc. I'm also on Facebook. I am going to be banned from all three of those. I keep warning you of that because it is coming. I know it's coming. I've already been suspended more times than I can count. I'm going to catch a permanent ban soon. So I will be on Locals where I can't get banned. I'm already on Locals. So you can sign up and subscribe there. You can do the paid thing. I do like little videos for the paid ones. But you can just do the free one too. I ain't out here trying to milk you for a bunch of money. Don't forget... You can email me your love, your hate, your death threats, and your Ask Dr. Jesse questions. Ask Dr. Jesse questions are due this Friday, so you can send them in early. Be a good student. Look, I'm the doctor, all right? What, Chris? What? (laughs) All right. What did Nero do while Rome was burning? Hang on, I'll tell you. Jesse Kelly Show. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. What would you expect the president in this speech to be talking about? Number one, he will uh, position himself as the alternative to Joe Biden. Uh, he, I think, will, will make a speech that will unify Republicans on policy. That I think he, uh, he's been working the phones. I was with him all weekend. He wants us to win in 2022. And stay tuned. I think you're going to see over the next couple of months Donald Trump lead the Republican Party on policy and give us the energy we need to take back the House and the Senate The Democrats are doing their part. If we could get behind President Trump and follow his lead, we will win in 2022. If we argue with ourselves, we're going to to lose, and there's no reason to lose. Lindsey Graham on Hannity's show. He is an opportunist. I'll put it that way. Lindsey Graham is an opportunist. But to his credit, Lindsey Graham, at least, unlike people like Liz Cheney, who we'll get to in just a little bit, at least he understands the direction the tidal wave is going and that you, Lindsey Graham, whatever senator or congressman, do not have the power to change the direction of said tidal wave. I've said before, the next standard bearer of the GOP or standard bearers do not have to be hardcore pro-Trump guys. They just do not. They do not. But you cannot possibly be a vocally anti-Trump guy and lead the right now. He is too popular, too powerful. It's not humanly possible. 
But let's finish up with our boy Nero here. I know we went long today. I don't care. It's my show. Here's the deal. We don't know if he set the fire or not, but Rome burned. As soon as it was done burning, well, first of all, during the burning, they say Nero played the fiddle. You should know this. That's not true because they didn't have fiddles then. He did probably play an instrument, though. They say he put on his his robes and played a lyre. So he probably did play an instrument. He didn't care. He then starts to rebuild the areas that are burnt down. And supposedly, remember, this is an artist, supposedly does a very good job of it. Widens out the streets, makes it nice. But Romans are angry. Whenever the public is angry, the public needs a scalp. They need somebody to go down for this. Nero has to find somebody to go down for this, a group of people to go down for this, to blame for this terrible fire. There is a small religious group in Rome at this time, just a, just a budding new religion, and they are ripe for the picking. It was the Christians. And I should say before, that's another link before, between Judaism and Christianity, before they started dumping on the Christians, it was the Jews who were always getting persecuted in Rome all the time. I know you're going to find this shocking, Chris, but you people were persecuted in Rome. I know. Wild, right? But right, but right about this time is when Christianity is really on the up, right? I mean, we're, we're talking just post-Jesus' death. This is, this is growing, and it's growing rapidly. Oh, wow, son of God, that's really kind of cool. It's also really distrusted amongst the powers that be in Rome. Wrap your mind around this. It's sold in America today as this oppressive thing towards women because the Bible's clear about roles of men and women and whatnot. In Rome, at this time, it was viewed as a huge threat towards the men in charge because it is it was so freeing to women. Wow, I'm in charge of my own salvation, my own soul, my own it was sold that way. And when you tick off enough powerful men like that who run society, you're in trouble. The Christians were distrusted, not hated. Not necessarily hated because they were such a gentle people. They weren't out there killing people, but distrusted. Nero realizes this group is ripe to be blamed for this whole thing. He blames the Christians, and he begins the Christian persecution. He burns them alive. He crucifies them. He covers them in animal skins and has them be eaten alive by dogs. And Nero, once again, unsurprisingly, way overplays his hand. Remember, they weren't hated. They were distrusted, but they were gentle. The public public wasn't excited that Nero was lighting the streets with burning Christians. Seemed way over the top. Okay, you want to take one and cut his head off, that's fine. You're, You're feeding these people to the dogs? And actually, they say in a weird way, helped advance Christianity in Rome. The sympathy for them, the way they went down for it, they wouldn't renounce anything. They just, it went well. Well, now Nero has gone too far with too many things. Now revolt is starting to brew. Now you have a revolting Gaul. Legions are saying, okay, this guy is not a legitimate emperor. Nero's starting to get paranoid. He starts to have generals killed. He starts to have senators killed. And then he commits... 
the ultimate act, the final straw that broke the camel's back. Remember his side piece that he married? He had finally gotten her pregnant. He gets angry one night and kicks her to death while she's pregnant with his child. Well, you can only kill so many powerful people because powerful people have powerful friends. Nero is all of a sudden deemed by the Roman Senate to be a public enemy. This means if Nero is caught by the people who deemed him a public enemy, he will be stripped naked and beaten to death with rods. That's what being a public enemy meant. It was a big deal. And obviously, I don't have to explain to you, that's not a pleasant way to go. When they beat you to death with rods, they didn't start with the head. I'll put it that way. It's going to be a while. Nero is guarded, though, by the Praetorian Guard. They were the the secret service of their time, even though they were horribly corrupt and killed all the rampers, but he's guarded. That's, these are the guys you wake up, they're in the palace. Hey, hey, Bob, how y'all doing? I just got to hit the head real quick. Keep guarding me with your sword. Guy's standing at the door. Nero knows all these people want to kill him, but at least he has his Praetorian Guard. He wakes up one night in the middle of the night, and it's weirdly quiet in the emperor's palace. And Nero starts walking around, and the palace is empty. The Praetorian Guard is all gone. Nero freaks out, as he should have, and flees Rome by himself, goes and hides in a villa, and the Senate now has Roman troops after him to find him and kill him. They figure out where he is. They close in on him. Nero does have a servant with him. Now, this story goes two different ways. I don't know which one to believe, so I'm giving you both of them. Some say Nero killed himself, stabbed himself. Some say he was too cowardly to do it and had his servant stab himself. But as the agents are there, he stabs himself, and the agents get there as he's dying. And you know what what Nero's final words were? What an artist I die. An insane individual. Broken systems. Broken systems lead to things like this. But understand this. We get down about a lot of things. Our lost culture and lost system and whatnot. And it is corrupted. It is rotted. I want you to pause for a moment and focus on the good today. Think how many people have had to live in societies run by men like this throughout history. Uh, you and I aren't gu- aren't guaranteed this period of time we're given in, right? We just happen to be born in this time. Things are bad. Things are going to get worse. I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you, but things could be a lot worse than they are right now. Let's let's be happy we don't have Nero in charge, huh? Wait a minute. Or do we? I'll explain. Hang on. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. Super Beats Heart Chews. You have to take care of your heart. And there are a million ways that are kind of miserable to take care of your heart. I get it. 
I'm not telling you to go eat green beans every single night. I am not telling you to go run a mile every other hour. I'm asking you to eat two delicious fruit chews a day. My favorite flavor is pomegranate berry. Super grapes is also really, really, really good. I was thinking about switching. I can't decide quite yet. But let me emphasize this. All natural, and they do not taste like beets. So if you are like me, very anti-beet flavor, highly recommend Super Beets Heart Chews. Take care of that blood pressure. Take care of that heart. When you've seen the results of not doing that, you'll know. Go to GetSuperBeats.com slash Jesse. That's GetSuperBeats.com slash Jesse. Buy two bags, get the third for free. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. These stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up. Or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE. Or go to timesharejesse.com. Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 